Welcome to the Medical Receptionist Network podcast show. I'm your host, Siobhan Atkins. Join us as we discuss the importance of clerical and administrative roles and their impact on the healthcare industry. Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of the Medical Receptionist Network podcast. My name is Siobhan Atkins. I am your host and also the founder of Medical Receptionist Network. Thank you for joining us today. So I am doing a video recording. So those of you who normally listen on audio, you will obviously always have access. We will begin uploading these videos to the Medical Receptions Network YouTube channel just for the convenience of anyone who's interested in checking us out that way. And um, today we're just going to go over uh, a couple of quick things, right? We're going into heading into the summer here on the East Coast. Um, I want to start by just mentioning if you have not checked out the Medical Receptionist Handbook to Success, definitely do that. You can visit the Medical Receptionist Network.com website or you can order uh, conveniently on Amazon as well. Um, if you have not yet subscribed to the Medical Receptionist Network, please do so. We are on Podbean iTunes, Beyond Pod, Google Play, wherever you listen to all your wonderful podcasts, please uh, click the subscribe button there and uh, share that. And also, if you're interested in being a guest, uh, specifically medical receptionists, unit secretaries, medical secretaries, as well as, um, you know, office managers and supervisors, definitely interested in hearing from you in reference to your front desk, what's working, what's not. I would love to interview you. Um, you can visit our website for that as well. And we have a link to a Calendly calendar. You can schedule yourself or you can email me at info at medicalreceptionistnetwork.com and I will help set you up and we will uh, get that done and it will be wonderful. I love having conversations with others, especially in healthcare field. Um, as much as you think people are doing the exact same thing as you have done or may have been doing, there's always new information that can be shared and new tips and tricks that you can you know, pick up from someone else and also hear other people's success stories and, or stories uh, of growth and information that they, they can provide from their personal experience. Uh, so today, um, also, what I'll have available in our show notes is a discount code for Pro Trainings. Pro Trainings offers BLS training and um, basic life support, so you can do, get your CPR training. They have other trainings there as well, so we linked up with them so that we could offer a discount code for that. So I'll make sure I put that in the show code uh, show notes rather on YouTube as well as on the actual audio podcast. And also, if anyone's interested in planners, I like to have planners or calendars and things like that. We have um, also an affiliate link for Law of Attraction Planner, which is very cool. It's very detailed. They have a lot of stuff. So if you're someone who is not only working on your career, but you're trying to keep your personal life in order, they have a lot of great journal style books that may be of interest to you. So I will uh, leave that information there for you as well. And that's for anyone. So you're welcome to share that. Um, so today I just want to start by covering a quick customer service, um, some, you know, customer service information, customer service during times of change. So when things are changing in your office, sometimes it tends to be more difficult to be as uh, positive in your customer service uh, delivery, 
right? So you always want to make sure you're aware of that and know that, okay, because things have become more intense here or it's been more stressful the last few weeks for you and your, your staff, your coworkers, even your management and, and physicians, you don't want to project that onto your patients. But in this case, I want to say, you know, definitely be patient with yourself, right? You are dealing with the changes. There's things you're probably learning on a daily basis, you know, for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, and it's been frustrating. Maybe there's a new system. Maybe there's a new process. Maybe uh, your location moved. And we've talked about uh, customer service many times before because that's a huge um, aspect of the job of a medical receptionist or any clerical position in healthcare. So definitely want to give yourself that time to adjust and the the easiest way to do that is also to inform your patients inform 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 make sure you're letting your patients know what's going on you know so that they are aware of what's taking place you know they have jobs just like you do they will understand um but make sure that you're sharing that information with them you know whatever it is however you can convey that you know don't have to tell them exactly what's happening if it's something you know uh, business related to your practice but always let them know you know we're going through some changes we just want to uh going to take a little extra time to verify your information or can you have a seat it's going to take me a little more time to enter this whatever the case may be um you know if you're having maybe a new new equipment was brought into your office so maybe your uh medical uh, assistance or your radiology people are having a little, taking a little more time between patients, just things like that, something internal that's, that's taking place, you know, just let the patient know so that they understand, you know, this is not a normal practice. It's taking us a little longer, or I'm sorry, um, that you had to wait, um, you know, whatever the case may be, or, you know, maybe something crashed and you have to get more information from them and just always be aware uh, that the more information you pass on to your patients, the more cooperative they'll be with you and the more calmer you'll be able to be. And you can communicate and make sure you're communicating with all the departments in your office or your, your practice. Um, and don't wait until you're drowning to ask for help. So if you need assistance, you know, always go ahead and let your whoever's working with you know, you know what, I, I believe I'm going to need your help in a few minutes. That gives them time to finish up what they're doing and they can kind of come to your rescue and vice versa if they so need it. So you always want to be, be a team player in that aspect. But when you need the assistance so that, you know, you're not getting a line, have a line backed up or a lot of callers waiting or something's not being addressed, make sure you're telling that person, especially at times of change, because that's even more important than on a regular, you know, daily basis, you want to do that. But when things are changing, you just have to be pay a little more attention, be a little more sharp and say, oh, you know, I, I see it coming because you've been, you know, maybe dealing with it for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and you know that, okay, when this happens, it's going to back me up, you know, it's going to take me an extra 10, 20 minutes to clear off my desk or whatever you need to do to feel like you can move on to the next uh, piece of information or the next patient or the next call you know, confidently. So you just want to make sure that you are informing people around you what you need and uh, what's going on, right? Um, and ask questions. Ask your management, ask your administrator. If, if you're not sure of something, make sure you're asking those questions. If you need to take a couple notes, just even if it's just for a temporary change or, you know, something that you need to make some adjustments with, make sure you go ahead and get those questions answered early in the day 
before you really get the ball rolling or at the end of it, if it's just happening or something just changed, if it's the first day, you know, make sure after the end of that day, what questions would you want to know for the next day to make it better? So you can talk with your doctor or talk with your administrator or managers to get that clarified. So the next day, a little bit easier and every day it gets better, it gets better, it gets better, right? And hopefully you have a lot of good resources to, to refer to. And the other thing, um, you know, with customer service, I recently had an experience where I believe I shared on our Instagram going into a new office and I was greeted by the receptionist. She shook my hand, introduced herself. Then later, I this is all before going into a patient room. I met the uh, assistant manager. I met the assistant and I also met the physician before going in the room. And they have clearly a really good process. A really good process. If you forgot to ask someone the question, you're gonna see, you know, you're getting ready to meet the next person. If you have a question for the provider or information to give them, you're able to do that. And while I know every office cannot have that level of welcoming of a new patient, it's something to consider and to think about, especially um, if you're if if time allows for that. You know, maybe it will save more time on the back end if a patient does have two minutes with the doctor before they go into a room or if the medical assistant or a hygienist or whoever is also going to be treating the patient can have a moment with them so they can give them a little information that may help them better prepare the space or, you know, uh, ask the, you know, have whatever questions answered for for the patient. And I was thinking about myself and in some of my past roles, and I was thinking, could we have done something like that for our new new patient population? And would that have made a difference? And I really think it would have. And although I work for pretty busy places, I think there was still a way that we could have worked something like that in. So it's always a good idea to explore some new ideas uh, with your process, with your management, um, if you think that it would be helpful, because especially a new patient, you know, they will have questions. And sometimes people don't always ask at the end because it feels like it's kind of rushed. Like, OK, we've, you know, I've treated you. I've written prescriptions. I've uh, given you some pamphlets. I'm sending you on your way. Do you have any questions? And you kind of feel like, OK, no, you know, what, I'm all right. And then you, they end up calling back, asking the questions once everything has settled in or they just walk away with, you know, with the whatever on their mind and don't come back until their next visit and then they go ahead and ask those questions so if there's any way that you can provide that level of service i would definitely consider that um because it it's a piece of consistency so you know most places have at least max you know at the least you're going to have one new patient a day some places may have five to ten you know but constantly providing that level of service also leaves the, the patient more comfortable to, at the end, ask questions. Uh, you could even, if you're meeting a manager or someone who deals with billing beforehand, you can ask those questions. So all of that, it kind of, I think, helps put the patient at ease as opposed to walking in with a higher level of anxiety or nerves, depending on what they're there for. So I just thought that was great. I want to, you know, definitely share that experience uh, because anytime I have a good experience going into any place, you always, you generally will remember that. It's either if it's really good or really bad, you remember. If it's in between, it's just like, okay, I would come back here. But did something stick out to me? You know, did something make me want to recommend my friend to go here? Did something make me want to share this place on, on social media? Did something make me want to, 
you know, be a, a long-term patient? Uh, would I travel an hour if I moved out of town to continue going to this to this uh, physician? So there's a lot of things, you know, to kind of think of when you're thinking about how you are offering your services to patients. So I thought that was great. Just wanted to share that. So now we're coming here, at least on the East Coast, we're coming into the summer months. So if, um, let me just talk about some vacation you know, when you're returning to work after vacation and what you should do before you go on vacation. So before you go on vacation, definitely try to wrap up all the loose ends. So most of the time, you know, even if you're at the front desk, there may be some things that you have that are ongoing, uh, some other responsibilities you have that are completed on a weekly basis. You may have some messages or, you know, patient information, things that you're waiting for to have uh, to be completed. Perhaps you haven't received whatever information back. It's your last day for the next week and you're getting ready to go away. So if you're hopefully your office has a plan as to who's taking over, um, is there someone that you should have a conversation with about what's in your inbox or what's on your desk, whether it's your coworker or your manager, just so that they know if this patient calls this is the information for them. I tried to call, maybe you left them a message, they didn't get back to you. Or if a piece of a document comes in, what needs to happen with that? So that it's not sitting there when you come back, especially because just because you're on vacation doesn't mean that the patient is on vacation too, you know? So their care still needs to continue while, while you're away. So you just wanna make sure anything that's pressing that really shouldn't wait a week uh, to be done is passed off to someone else if someone else is aware of it, what they need to do, and just leave, you know, little notes, instructions. That way no one attempts to contact you or bother you, you know, interrupt your, your off and free time. Um, I know many people don't answer and don't respond to things like that, but other, some people do. And you don't want to be in the middle of something, someone calls you with a work-related issue that you could have prevented, you know, from happening by taking an, an extra 20 minutes to kind of look through what you had and share that information with someone else and make sure they knew where everything was and what the next steps would be. So that's, that's easy. And something that I definitely recommend that everyone do. Okay, so yeah, that's pretty much what you have to do as far as uh, before you go away. Now, upon returning, when you take vacation, always try to give yourself one day in between returning and returning back to work. Just because most of the time you're tired, especially if you've traveled or you've done some you know, extensive yard work, housework, family visits, whatever it was. You know, try to give you, if you can... Squeeze it in, give yourself a day in between the last day of your official vacation and going back to work just so that you feel rested and, you know, feels good to go back as opposed to you're dead tired and you're already waiting for a Friday. <laughs> so you want to give yourself a little time when you can. Um, also, if you have school age children, um, this year it's a little late in the, in the year, but if you know that your schedule is going to need to change, even if it's only for three months or two and a half months, try to deal with that before the summer comes. You know, don't wait a week before uh, the kids are out of school to say, oh, I have to start coming in a half an hour late. You know, first of all, that your employer may not be able to accommodate that. Um, so you may have to find an, an alternative um you know, care for, you know, between camp and when you need to be at work. 
or you know, if you let people know ahead of time, it can be usually worked out. You can maybe work something out with your the other staff members. Maybe they don't have the same home set up as you and, you know, they have a different flexibility in their time over the summer. So you can make changes that way. But just don't wait till the last minute to do things like that. Um, it puts more pressure on you. It puts more pressure on your office. You know, most offices want to be accommodating to their staff and make sure that, you know, there's a work life and family balance there, but you have to do your part as well. So if you have changes that are seasonal, make sure you're giving uh, some notice to to your manager, try to work with them um, and, you know, see what, what can be worked out if needed. Um, you know, most of it's not a surprise. You know, we know school's out. We know that there might be camp. There might be a babysitter. There might be a change in time of uh, when a spouse is going to work or if they're going to work or, you know, that kind of stuff. So just don't wait till the last minute, because if you don't get the response you want, then you have to make adjustments. And if you can't do that, then what happens? You know, a number of things can happen. So you don't want to put yourself at any risk um, that you weren't prepared for. So I'm also going to read a little excerpt from the Medical Receptionist Handbook to Success. On page 19, we have a portion called Assist and Explain. Sometimes people won't always ask for help. We're talking about patients here, right? At your front desk. If you notice someone taking longer than usual to complete forms, ask if there's anything you can help them with. If they question a policy or a medical procedure, procedure, excuse me, explain it or get someone who can. The last thing you want is people walking out of your office completely confused. This tends to happen when people are checking out or leaving a medical facility. Lastly, before you ever say no to a patient, you must be clear on what they are asking and have an explanation and a reason to support your answer. If you don't know why your office doesn't do something or when they stop taking a certain insurance, guess what? You should. And you really should know. You know, you should know this information. Um, you are the bridge and engage with your manager or administrator and keep notes on most common questions. So I think that's a very informative excerpt. It's important. Um, I believe that a lot of the time, uh, you know, especially the part about saying no, sometimes people will just jump to, you know, they start to hear what someone's saying and in their mind, they're already, they already have the answer. No, we don't do that. No, I can't help you with that. No, we don't deal with that here. But make sure you are have your mind open, your ears open, you're listening to what the patient's actually requesting. Uh, and before you answer them, make sure you have something to support that. You know, you want to support your answers to your patients, um, whether you can help them or not, whether your office can support their request or not. Uh, and also, you don't want people to leave your office confused. You know, you want them to, to feel good about the experience that they had, the information that they're getting. We don't know what their diagnosis is. We don't know uh, what the financial um, responsibility is going to be moving forward beyond that visit. So you just want to make sure that they have access to everything that you have access to as far as information and um, that you're clear on the requirements of your office. So 
I definitely wanted to make sure that we covered a little bit of that. If you, again, haven't received your copy of the Medical Receptionist Network Handbook, you want to do so. Medical Receptionist Handbook to Success, you want to make sure you go ahead and grab that. If you have uh, coworkers or staff members that you think would benefit from a copy of that, definitely uh, welcome them to uh, visit our website as well. We have a couple of short articles on our website. Some new stuff will be going up this month, probably by the time you are listening to this podcast. Again, I am Siobhan Atkins with the Medical Receptionist Network. Uh, please visit us on medicalreceptionistnetwork.com, uh, Medical Receptionist Network on Instagram, Medical Receptionist Network on Facebook. You can connect with me, Siobhan Atkins, on LinkedIn. And uh, we look forward to having you very shortly. It will. I have not recorded since March, so we will not uh, go this length of time without a podcast. And hopefully we will have a guest for you the next time. Either way, thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions or any suggestions, please email me, info at medicalreceptionistnetwork.com. You are the bridge. Be awesome. Be great. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Medical Receptionist Network podcast show. Don't forget to visit our website, medicalreceptionistnetwork.com, and subscribe to our newsletter. If you're looking for a great resource for medical receptionists, make sure you grab your copy of the Medical Receptionist Handbook to Success available on Amazon. Lastly, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, please find us on your favorite podcast player and subscribe today. Until next time. Keep being amazing.